Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you here at uh, Cornerstone again. Um, reminded again, uh, and uh, I continue to share this through the summer as we are traveling from church to church, of uh, what Jesus promised his disciples in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, as he said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be, you will be, there's another promise for you this morning. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And for some of us who have been in Ghana, it seems like it might be the ends of the earth. But actually, it's the center of the earth as the prime meridian runs right through Joe's house and the equator runs below in the Gulf of Guinea. So they're zero, zero, right there in the center of the earth. And so they, it is an honor for us to, uh, to be able to host someone from the center of the world uh, and share with us this morning. Um, as, as we do share, I just want to remind you that, uh, that we are grateful for um, the support that Cornerstone Church has given to the work in Ghana. And uh, this is a time of... Uh, of transition for us within the ministry at Ghana, um, a year of uh, leadership change there. Uh, Pastor Joe tells us that he is planning to retire. Now, as we all know, just just to let you know, Pastor, uh, there's no retirement with, with this job. Okay, you're aware of that. Uh, but he is going to continue to be involved in the ministry there. In December, they will be having having an election to elect a new national superintendent for the Wesleyan Church in Ghana. And uh, however, the the ministry will continue to move forward uh, as they are building churches, as they're continuing to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Project Reach Out is going to continue to be happening uh, under the... Uh, umbrella of World Hope International Canada, and we have a couple ambassador, of ambassadors of World Hope International Canada here, Carol Tanney and Kathy D'Souza. They have, they have the Ghana market out here. I know all of you love that. It's a popular, uh, popular event to uh, various places, so we uh, encourage you to go out and see the Ghana market. Uh, all the proceeds from that support the projects that are part of Project Reach Out in Ghana. So uh, be sure you, you see them. Be sure you get something. Uh, memento this morning of, of Ghana. As the work grows, there are continuing to be challenges and continuing to be growing pains. And uh, uh, we appreciate those of you who are supporting that. We appreciate the support of uh, churches whole churches that are part of the Ghana work. We appreciate those uh, who are individuals and families who have uh, really had Ghana laid on your heart to be a part of that ministry as well. And uh, we, you are very much appreciated. Uh, we're here to say thank you this time and uh, just to give thanks for what God is doing, give thanks for the support that you give and are going to continue to give as you pray specifically with us 
As you pray for uh, the work that's happening in Ghana, and there are prayer cards back there, uh, we're getting to that point in the summer where things are beginning to dwindle and we need to do some more printing, but be sure you pick up a prayer card. Some of them, some of them are the old, older ones, but they are still good. They'll still uh, remind you to pray for Pastor Joe and Jemima and the ministry that's happening in Ghana. Uh, we invite you to pray specifically for Ghana. We invite you to give, give generously. Joe's going to talk a little bit more about that as well this morning. And uh, there are faith promise cards on the table that uh, we've set up back in the foyer as well. Uh, faith promise cards, faith promise means I am asking God what I can do to give to his work. And as, as God reveals that to me, then I will promise by faith, believing he's going to provide that, I will promise to give that uh, as he provides. And so pick up a faith promise card, fill it out, leave part of it with us, and uh, take the other as a reminder of the promise that you are making to be a part of this work and giving generously. And then uh, we invite you to go willingly. You can go to Ghana with us. We'd love to have some people from, uh, from uh, Cornerstone, from this area, go with us. How many have been to Ghana? How many here? There have been three of us, four of us. <laughs> four of us have been to Ghana. Okay, we, we'd love to take some more. And we have a couple of uh, trips that are coming up. Carol is taking a trip in, in November. And uh, it'll, it'll be a medical uh, clinic work. Uh, she travels around through the villages, this time just concentrating in the south. And uh, uh, if you, oh, you are going north. Okay, you will be concentrating on the north. <laughs> and that's where she's been before and, and has reached thousands of people with uh, the medical uh, missions ministry that she's been a part of there. So uh, if you'd love to be a part of that and go with her in November, she'd love to take you along. Right, Carol? All right, talk to her afterwards, Carol and Kathy both. And uh, then uh, another trip we're planning is coming up in the spring of uh, 2019 to continue the work of the guest house. You've probably seen the, the plans that, that have come up on the pictures there. And uh, we need some uh, people to go along to help us to, to complete the work that needs to be done so that we can have this ministry operational. It's also in the north of Ghana and Saliga. So uh, talk to me about that. and We'd love to take you along and share in that ministry with us as well. My joy, my privilege, my honor, as the pastor says, to welcome once more someone that you, uh, many of you know, uh, is a familiar face to you. And uh, I keep calling him my old friend, but he is a, he is a close, good friend that uh, we've had the joy of sharing in ministry with. Pastor Joe Okren, National Superintendent of Ghana. Thank you, Reverend Larry Mack. It's been a joy working with Pastor Larry over the years as the rep of uh, the Ghana work in Canada. 
Uh, he's been appointed by the district, uh, Central Canada District, to oversee the work uh, here in Canada, and we have been very appreciative of his ministry. I'm always humbled that God would call me into his uh, vineyard. I'm amazed because I consider myself in many ways not qualified to be doing what I'm doing. But the God that sees our hearts is the one that makes the appointments. And uh, he has appointed me and my family to do what we have done over the past 28 years in Ghana. When, when I look back uh, at some of the things that have happened, it just amazes me that we were part of that. I am very grateful that when God called us, he didn't just plant us in Ghana and say, go do your thing, and left us. He's been with us. And he's also gathered people around us to support that work. Because we couldn't have been effective in doing what we've been called to do if not for the people that God has placed in our way to help us in prayer, to help us financially giving resources to enable us to do our work. And believe me, we have felt in many times, many occasions, the prayers of the people of God. Because uh, when you're stuck in the middle of the road, in the middle of the night, uh, with no one around, you know that the people of God are praying for you. That's why you're able to come out of that. Uh, there have been story after story. In fact, there is a, a lady here in Canada that has come to Ghana on a few occasions, and whenever we've gone to the north and come back home and we haven't blown a tire or some crazy thing happened to us, she says to me, Joe, what is this? What kind of a trip is this? Nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> Where are we, are we in Ghana or what? <laughs> so we expect things to, to happen, to, to go wrong. But in all these things, we thank God that he has been with us. I always tell people, I, I get car troubles. But in all my travels, whenever I have gotten into car troubles, I have been close to places where I could get help. Every time. Somebody will come along on a bicycle and say, oh, you need help, you need a tire change? <laughs> and help us. Every time, it never fails. God is good. God is good. I am grateful for the support of this church 
This church has been with us from the very beginning when we left here to go to Ghana. Cornerstone Church. I'm grateful to pastors, past and present, who have been supporting us and inviting us to come here. And indeed, you are one of our greatest supporters, greatest givers to the work in Ghana. And we appreciate you and we thank you. We say God bless you. May God continue to increase you and expand your boundaries so that you will be able to continue to do the things that you do for the kingdom of God. Yes, on this trip, mainly we are saying thank you to people. Not because the work in Ghana is finished, but because when I come here next time to speak with you, I will be speaking as Reverend Joe Okran without a title. <laughs> no, no national superintendent business. That is going to be taken over by somebody. But I do hope and pray that I will have the opportunity to come uh, sometimes and, uh, and to share because uh, uh, I'm still maintaining my uh, ordination certificate, so I, I, I hope I'm still a uh, 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 minister in the Wesleyan Church in good standing. <laughs> it is good to be here. I like always to read uh, the command that uh, Jesus gave to, to the disciples and to us when he was uh, taken up to heaven. The Great Commission, as we call it. And uh, Matthew 28, verse 16, and following, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Sometimes when I speak on this passage, I feel like the pastor who uh, preached on the same topic from the same passage seven times, seven weeks in a row. And his people, what is going on? They, they ask him, why, why are you stuck on this? He said, uh, when you begin to do what I've been saying, Maybe I'll move on to another topic. <laughs> so so, so uh, we are not stuck. This is intentional. <laughs> we, we want to give a message. And the message is important. This is what the church is about. To go out and to make disciples of all nations. Disciple making. Not converts. There are hundreds of people, thousands of people who raise their hand and say, I have accepted Christ as Savior. 
That is just the start. That is just the beginning. We need to disciple these people to become active participants in the ministry. Because we cannot leave people as converts. Converts, sometimes if they are not nurtured and, and they are not uh, trained and taught, Jesus himself said, teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. If we don't do that, some converts go back into whatever they, they were. There has to be a de- deliberate effort on the part of the church to disciple people that uh, confess Christ as Savior and Lord. And that is important to us. Now let me read a few uh, statistics that uh, uh, have been gleaned from uh, Pew Research. Uh, They say as as of 2015, 31% of Earth's 7.3 billion people are Christians as against 24% or 1.8 billion Muslims, as at present, or 2015. But listen to this. By 2060, Muslims will be 3 billion, or 31% of the world population. Christians, however, will be 3.1 billion, or 32%. You see what has happened? Currently, Muslims are just about 24%, but they will almost be neck and neck with Christians uh, by the year 2060. Uh, I, know, I know that the uh, Muslim men are allowed to marry for women, and so there is a lot of children being born to them. That is part of the uh, growth, but they are also aggressively going out there and uh, convincing people to become Muslim through fair or foul means. Now, we are not saying we should use foul means to do that, but they are out there aggressively doing this. It is also said that uh, by that time, by 2060, Christians, Christians in sub-Sahara Africa will increase dramatically to 42% of the world Christian population. 42% of world Christians will live in sub-Sahara Africa. That gives us some food for thought, doesn't it? If by 2060, 42% of world Christians are going to live in sub-Saharan Africa, then we should ask ourselves, what is it that we are doing to prepare these people who are going to be the future Christian leaders of the world, not only in Africa, who are going to be coming to Europe, to 
the Americas as missionaries, what kind of preparation that the church is doing to equip, to train these people to be the theologians of the future, to be the people who will be making the important decisions. It's food for thought. Because if we don't do a good job in training and equipping these people, they are the people that are going to be, currently, some of them are even started coming as missionaries. I know some churches in Ghana, the Church of Pentecost, that has missionaries all over North America, and they are being sponsored, they are being paid by the church in Ghana to come here as missionaries. So the trend has already started, but my concern is that when the people are in that position of leadership, there will be people who have sound doctrine. There will be people who are well-versed in, 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 in scriptures, who are well-educated to carry on the task of, uh, of uh, disciple-making in other parts of the world. This is why it is important for us in Ghana to train our leaders to put them in institutions where they will learn what it is to be a Christian leader. Because when people come from Africa, they have to be people who are knowledgeable, who can sit down with anybody here and not feel inferior to them by way of having less education. In the first place, language is against us. Okay? So already they have a handicap. But if they are not well prepared to articulate their views, to, 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 to go into Scripture with the best of them and be able to hold their own, then they, uh, you know, they have problems again because they have nothing to say. I think we should train uh, the, the pastors of, of Ghana and Africa the same way we train pastors everywhere in the world. Because we are looking for pastors doesn't mean that we are going to gloss over uh, the, the, the requirements that is needed. We need to give them sound education. I know sound education without the passion isn't going to help us. But I can tell you now that there are people who are very passionate who doesn't have the kind of training to go with that and they are like... A, a, uh, runaway train. <laughs> they, they are just going all over the place. The desire to serve is, is there, but they don't have the knowledge to go with it. And they need to be trained. We have always been emphasizing that aspect 
of the work. Right now, in the, in the, in the national church in Ghana, there are three ordained ministers, three for the whole country of Ghana. I'm the fourth one, but I'm not going to be available for posting anywhere uh, uh, come December. Okay, so I'm out. There are three. Out of the three, uh, the one is my assistant uh, national superintendent. One is the district superintendent for the Ghana South District. So, so when it comes to elections, it's, it's a simple election. <laughs> you, 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 have, you have one of three to choose from. Um, we, we, we as a national church, we've done some homework, and we have somebody that we've nominated. So we're going to put that person before the uh, uh, national conference. If they agree with us, fine. Otherwise, we will have two names on the ballot, and then we will choose. But we need, we need to have more people trained to do that. We also need to support our people who are in the rural areas in Ghana serving. Now, when I talk about rural areas in Ghana, don't get me wrong, it's not like your rural communities in Canada. Eh? Accessibility, roads, we've, we've had to make our own roads as we go into some of these villages. Eh? Because there, there are no existing roads. Um, drinking water. We are pleased that uh, World Hope International Canada is uh, drilling two boreholes for us in the north of Ghana as we speak to bring good, clean drinking water to some of these communities. If you see uh, the pond from which people drink, You know, I've been to villages, when they see you coming, they will get a glass, wash it very nice, clean, but the water inside that glass, okay, the glass is clean, I like to drink from that glass, but what is inside there? Uh -uh. Because in the pond where they fetch water, the, the, the livestock of the village is also drinking from that same pond. Okay. And even for that, the women and young girls would have to walk kilometer after kilometer to, to get there. We were going to baptize people. Uh, Reverend Larry Mack was with us, and uh, Reverend Ian Dan was with us. And we started walking from the village uh, and we were talking, so we didn't know how far we were going. So after a while, somebody asked, how far to the uh, river? Oh, it's not far. <laughs> we kept walking and talking and visiting. Wait a minute, how far is this river? <laughs> not far. We kept going. And now, I had to do that trip just once. See? But people live there, and they keep going so far out before they can get 
good clean water to drink. That that is not that is not what I'm actually pitching for today. I'm not talking <laughs> but I'm I'm just giving you ideas about how some people live. Okay. We need to to train people. We need to uh, for instance in Burkina Faso we have four churches started. These four churches don't have trained leadership, trained pastors. It's difficult for us to relate to Burkina Faso from Ghana. Ghana was a British colony and therefore English-speaking. Burkina Faso was a French colony and French-speaking. And I get on the phone and uh, I say hello. And he says, bonjour. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and we, it, it takes us forever to be able to say two simple sentences. So we have talked with the, with the Haitian church. And uh, they are preparing to send us a young man by name Wendell Etienne. Wendell is preparing to come to Burkina Faso in January of 2019 to be a, a, a full missionary of uh, Global Partners to Haiti. And we are so looking forward to his coming. He speaks English and, and French, and uh, he, he's, uh, he's going to be a good addition to the team in Burkina Faso. Pray for 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 the church in Burkina Faso. When I was in, in uh, Beulah camp last week, uh, we were talking to them about support for Burkina Faso. Because uh, they, they need support. It's a new work we are trying to develop, and uh, they need to be supported so it can become part of... Uh, and this is an effort of the Ghana church. Ghana went into Burkina Faso and started this work. And uh, we, we prayed that people will support it so it will, it will go on. The other thing is that uh, Ghana, as a, as a national church, need to be empowered economically. We come here and we ask for support. And we do receive support. But we receive support to maintain the work that we are doing. But I think the country needs support in terms of being helped to generate local funds so that we can do the work that uh, has to be done from our, from our level. We always try to, uh, we make a budget. The budget calls for uh, starting a new church somewhere. But in that budget, we are hoping that we will get the money from here to do that uh, uh, work in one of the regions in Ghana. If the money doesn't come, then we do not grow. And it would be nice to have the church in Ghana 
be able to generate uh, uh, its own uh, funding from local sources so that we'll be able to take care of those things. Ghana, and, and for that matter, Africa is not poor. We have, our economies have been mismanaged, yes. But the continent is not poor by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it's one of the richest in terms of natural resources. God has endowed the continent with a whole lot of resources that other places don't have. And I think if we are helped to manage some of these things, uh, Ghana will be in a position to not only uh, care for its own re- uh, needs, but it will be able to go beyond the borders of Ghana and support church plant work in other regions. We are surrounded by uh, Francophone countries in Ghana. Uh, to, the, to the east of us is, is Togo and Benin, which both are French-speaking. To the west of us is the Ivory Coast. Now, we are in the north, uh, the country of Burkina Faso. But these other three countries have no Wesleyan work. And we've had contacts with people. They've called us and invited us to come. But I cannot do it because uh, we, we are overstretched as it is. But the opportunities... Uh, are just endless. Everywhere you tend to, you could actually plant a church. So, I believe that God is calling all of us to help do that. The fact that you cannot go by yourself to the mission field doesn't mean you cannot have a part in that work. Everybody can have a part, can play a part uh, in sending somebody, in making sure that the church gets to places that have no uh, church work uh, uh, currently. So, once again, I'm just thanking you. Our work involves uh, both the uh, church planting work, the spiritual side, as well as the humanitarian side which is carried out by Project Reach Out in Ghana in partnership with World Hope International Canada. That relationship has been of tremendous benefit to the church. The church has been able to go to places just because people wanted a school or a health uh, clinic or something as a result of, of Roger Richard being there, the church has also gone. And together, God has used us to do a lot of good to so many people. And our prayer is that it will continue that way. Continue to support us as you've done in the past. Continue to pray for the work in Ghana and uh, the rest of Africa. Every time you remember us, they say a word of prayer for us. We thank you very much for your support.
And uh, may God continue to bless and supply your needs. Thank you.